Dizenshu EX, the podcast, episode 19, March 26, 2006. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dizenshu EX, the podcast. I am your host, Julian, and sitting to my proverbial left is my faithful assistant, him. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't like how you've suddenly determined that you're the host and I'm your assistant. Well, you know, it's I believe a change it's, of pace. It's the I... other way around. I am your faithful host, Michael Abree, Vegito EX, and Julian is my faithful assistant. This is the way I like to see it, at least in my head. So who died and made you a king, huh? Akira Toriyama died. Really? Yes. Did you hear this? Well, no, it hasn't been printed in any of the Japanese media or My anything. friend told me. Anyways, also with us today is Mary. Hello. Hello. Hi. I know that Akira Toriyama didn't die. Oh, can you tell me about it later? Well, that makes two of us. <laughs> that he didn't die? There's not much to tell. <laughs> oh, awesome. You know, I haven't actually seen you much today. I know. It's hi. crazy. Yeah, hi. I think I saw you at dinner for like five minutes. That was cool. It was yeah. a good dinner. Thank you. All right. I'll let you introduce our other guest today. Our guest today is someone I've known my whole life, well, most of my life, and well, all of hers. Yeah. It is my sister, Alyssa. Hello. She is an old anime fan and a former Dragon Ball fan, I guess. Well, former anime fan in general. Well, um, it wasn't always my favorite. I've always been a Sailor Moon girl, but... I know. We'll discuss that Dragon later. Ball's great, too. So, she used to help me out on my site, Tempelo Trunks, doing the old feature films, if any of you out there remember those, or the little action figure movies. She'd help me out with... With the positioning of the figures and the scripting and general wackiness. And I think she also helped out with some of my Trunks bio stuff because she was a Trunks hater. So I wanted a little baby! (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) So I wanted someone on the opposite end of the spectrum to give her input on Trunks. Wait, wait, I just want to say I wasn't a Trunks hater. I remember you hated him. I did I really? Yeah, you'd give me shit about it. I mean, I'm sure you were just kidding. I probably was, because I don't think there's any reason to hate Trunks. The truth comes out ten years after the fact. Ten years? Okay, no, no, it's not ten. Maybe five or six, seven, eight. My site's eight years old now, so yeah, maybe six or seven. Anywho, that's Alyssa for you. Um, We'll get back to her later. Okay. And there we have our intros. I have no segue. We have stuff written on the outline for like the fifth week in a row with nothing underneath it. So my stuff for this week is I've been playing Tetris DS online and... um. No one can beat me. Thank you. Not even Darlene. <laughs> Not even Darlene. <laughs> Darlene, if you're listening, you got owned by Mike. I'm sorry. It was fun. Uh, yeah, I'm going to brag. 20 wins in a row. Kept coming back for more. <laughs> okay, before. No more. Time for the news. In news for this week, the listings for the upcoming Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z movie Dragon Box in Japan have changed. There haven't been any real confirmations from other sources about the date change, but CD Japan has an updated release date of April 14th for the box set. There is also a notice up on the official Toei site confirming the date and apologizing in that typically overblown Japanese fashion to the customers. <laughs> you know, I haven't gotten any emails from, like, Amazon about this. And what's really weird and kind of scares me is that if you go to Amazon, the listing for the Dragon Box doesn't exist anymore. Wow. But it's still in, like, your customer cart, and it still has the price and the ship date. They haven't updated the ship date, but it says it was supposed to ship today. I thought it was also still up for pre-order, so that's even weirder that yeah, they got rid of the was. listing. it was. It was up for pre-order for at least a couple days, and then it went away again. So we don't really know what's going on. I'm assuming lots of demand because it's the cheapest one and lots of people want it. Uh, They delayed it three weeks. So the 14th of April looks like it is coming out on that day. That was terrible speaking. (laughs) You're still terrible speaking. (laughs) Don't make fun of my grammar. So uh, there's your news. I'm very sad. I am heartbroken. So you have to wait a few weeks. I do. And uh, it comes out the day after Super DBZ comes out on PS2 in Japan. So there will be quite a nice package coming to this humble abode that next week. Yay. All right. Next bit of news for this week. Again, I find these things right before we start recording. Looks like Advanced Adventure was pushed back again. <laughs> it was supposed to come out next week, I think, on Game Boy Advance in the U.S. And now GameStop is listing a date of June 13th. 13th. So I'm sad, and I wish I got either the Japanese or European version months upon months, if not years ago. Sure feels like years. Yeah, I know. I don't see why they're delaying so long. 
mean, it's already got an English translation. It's done. So. I know. I don't know what's going on. But there ye have it. That is the depressing news. Both things were delays. That makes me sad. I don't get things. <sighs> I want to spend money. I was going to say you get to hold on to your money okay. a little bit longer. I want them to take my money. I'm throwing money at them, but they won't take it. So there I'm are far worse it. things in life than delays. I know. Such as trips to Tokyo and trips to New York. Again, my amazing segue skills. That was poor. I thought You're it was- fired. <laughs> you can't fire me. <laughs> I decided I'm the boss. Oh, great. Because I'm the oldest. All right. Then you make a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's time for our topic of the week. The theme of this week is trips. Mike and Mary, this past weekend, went to see Movie 12 in its double feature with Movie 6 in theaters, thanks to Funimation's theater thing going on. (laughs) While I, taking advantage of the Japanese civil holiday, you know, thing at the first day of spring... No, we don't uh, know. You're going to have to tell us. Okay. Well, the first day of spring, known as Shunmun no Hi in Japan, is a national holiday. I'm not sure whether it's just like a federal holiday exactly, but in any case, I got the day off for that Tuesday, and then because of that, we didn't have any classes on Monday either, so I took a long weekend to go to Tokyo. Yay! Yeah. And what did you do in Tokyo? I want to hear all about um, Akihabara and uh, what, the nurses or the maids and all that kind of... I'll get there. I'll get there. Anyway. Wait, what uh, are you disgusted with? It creeps me out. I don't know. Anyway, where was I? Uh, So I started my journey on Friday. I actually took a kind of convoluted route to get to Kyoto Station because I found that the passenger ticket only counts for the JR trains and not the subway, which the subway would be easier to go by. So I ended up backtracking to Yamashina Station and then taking that to Kyoto Station, which actually ended up being faster, weirdly enough. But anyway, where was I? Oh yes, so after after I got there, I didn't actually have very long to wait before the train arrived. And this is the third time I've been on the Shinkansen, if you count both going to and from Hiroshima. So, um, it was pleasant and quiet. Quiet, as always. Lots of business people reading their magazines and things, and just people generally being silent. Oh, and I did get to manage a really snazzy shot of Mount Fuji as I went by there. Why do I have no pictures from you yet? Well, they exist, and I do have a lot of them up on the site, just in directories I haven't told you about. Oh. <laughs> I've been wondering where our server space was going. <laughs> well, you know. No, apparently <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, you know now. Okay. So, I got to Tokyo around 6.30, 6 45 in the evening and went to stay with a family that my grandparents know who lived in New Jersey for a while during the 1980s. And so they're pretty cool. The English of the couple was passable, but also that their children, who are both adults who live elsewhere, are fluent. So that was fine. But I I mostly spoke to them in Japanese. And I discovered the joys of Tokyo mass transit. I wouldn't exactly call them joys, but that was being (laughs) sarcastic-ish, I guess, in a way. Because the the trains are very, very crowded, and you tip people like as many people squeeze on as possible, and then the train conductor tells the rest of the people to wait for the next train. And then the subways are kind of old and slow, especially compared to the ones in Kyoto, which are fairly recent. So, I don't know. It was an experience. Definitely a lot of stops all over the place. So what did you do when you actually got there? Like, where, okay. where'd you stay? What'd you do? What'd you see? Who'd you meet? I stayed in a mansion. Now, if you know anything about Japan, a mansion is not a mansion, but rather an apartment that you typically own. So, essentially, I guess it's a condominium, but smaller. Uh, but it wasn't, a, it wasn't a bad place to stay, and the family was very, very nice. You know, I'm not quite sure whether it was sincere completely <laughs> or if it's just part of being Japanese. a gracious host like you're supposed to be in Japan. But either way, it was a very pleasant experience, and they reminisced about their time in the U.S. and my grandparents and everything, and so they seemed very happy to have me there. And they also had Ethernet network, so I wasn't <laughs> cut off from other people either. But yeah, and it was it was pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I found that having been in Kansai thus far, the Tokyo intonation patterns really kind of unsettle me because I'm not used to them. Oh. Oh, yeah. How was that? Japanese Japanese language has pitched accent, and there's differences depending on where you are in the country. And I don't know, it it almost seemed a little... I don't know if it was sing-songy or it just sounded like that because I wasn't used to those particular (laughs) patterns. That's great. It's a bunch of Japanese people walking around singing. (laughs) It's not singing, exactly, but it's like, weren't you supposed to inflect your voice down like that? No, they're going to sing to you. Not exactly, but anyway, it wasn't too bad, though. And I don't know, Tokyo was... 
definitely a trip, and I haven't seen a, a lot of the city despite going as many places as I could. So the first day that I actually spent the entire day there, I ended up going on a bus tour that my hosts had arranged for me. It was in English, and there was a fair bit of jokes that are very Anglo-centric and <laughs> aren't very funny to somebody who actually knows Japanese. Uh-huh. But um, I still got, got a pretty good glimpse of the city through going around on the bus, and still got to speak with a tour guide in Japanese. And so we went to Meiji Shrine and the Asakusa Kanon Temple, which is a big kanon, hence the name, statue. That'd be the so-called goddess of mercy, although the actual Bodhisattva is kind of androgynous. Oh, and let's see, was, we visited the Imperial Palace Gardens, which aren't very um, gardeny in the wintertime, but they were still interesting with the layout. Oh, and let's see, we, went, we visited Odaiba, near the headquarters of Fuji TV. We walked around there for a bit, but it started to rain, so yeah. And we had a pleasant lunch in some upscale restaurant that I don't really remember anymore. Mostly that I was hungry. So we want the juicy details. We want to know all the lame anime and video game stuff you saw. Well, that mostly starts with my second full day in Tokyo, when I started to go around more on my own. I started out by going to Ginza, or as I've seen it called, the Ginza, for whatever reason. And this is the upscale shopping district that people compare to Fifth Avenue in New York or the Champs-Élysées in Paris. And I'd say that's a fair assessment. Lots of really name-brand places lining the streets and lots of people shopping. But it's definitely not geared towards the traveling college student Which economic you are. bracket. Yeah. So I really did get much there. Well, you can look at all the pretty lights. Yeah, I got a couple of small things just to sort of prove that I went. <laughs> but, you know. It's okay, I, we believe I, you. I couldn't spend money on any of the really cool looking things because, you know, it's like if I spent money on that, I wouldn't be able to finish college. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. So after that, we ended up going to Akihabara, which is where I met the son of the people who were having me over. Cool. And so um, we sort of toured around. I visited the, a store called Don Quixote, which is actually a more of a national chain, which they sort of specialize in anything and everything. But I'd never been there before, even though there's one in Kyoto. And that was interesting. Very different place. But I don't know. Mostly uh, Akihabara is um, a lot of flashing lights and electronics and stuff, and also very anime-related things. Yeah. Um, when I got off the train at the station and went down onto the street, the first person who crossed my path was some girl dressed in a Gundam uniform who were caught <laughs> pamphlet. <laughs> um, but apparently they were advertising some sort of giveaway associated with the third Zeta movie, which is which has been out for the past few weeks. Uh, right. I didn't win anything. Oh. But so I guess it wasn't a giveaway so much as a prize drawing. But gotcha. <laughs> Did you run into any other characters? Not, a, not any characters. There were a lot of people dressed in the weird maid getup that kind of creeps me out. Mm. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, stories. This is what we want to hear. Well, I don't know. It's just really bizarre to me. And <laughs> frankly, it kind of feels a little weird, like sexist, I don't know, strange fetish-ish. What, were they 12? Stuff. Well, no, but... I don't know. <laughs> but you don't know. You can't be sure. Let it's me understand just... this correctly. There are people walking around in like sexy nurse uniforms on the streets. What, well, what's going uniforms, on here? But yeah. I heard they have like and... cafes where people dress up like maids and nurses and they wait on like businessmen and it... anime fans. Yeah, mostly Ooh. anime fans, I think. Businessmen would rather go to a place like I guess classy places. clubs and probably more CD. I like as well. this prospect. <laughs> my, my my assumption is that most People, people regard as otaku would be too shy to approach. Uh, um, that's true. Real women. So <laughs> real this women. is the best they can do. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, well, I guess that's that's not really the word I want to use. But, you know, yeah, I like people as themselves. So, I don't know. To me, it feels like some weird kind of, I don't know, masculine power trip combined with a sort of have sympathy on me because I'm so lonely kind of Yeah, thing. it does kind of seem like uh, that. It's weird, but it's yeah. intriguing because I don't live there. Yeah, but now Julian's seen it firsthand and he's creeped out. Yeah, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> well, okay, get on yeah. a plane and go to Japan and go see the little well, mains. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Imagine an anime convention except that people are pretty much sticking to one or two kinds of costume <laughs> and it's in the middle of the streets of Tokyo. And there's lots of electronics. Can I buy cool stuff? You probably could. All right. Tell me uh, about buying cool of... stuff. Okay. Well, what I picked up there was... Not a Nintendo uh, DS. <laughs> no. They're, they're sold out like across the country, and I don't expect the stock to normalize anytime soon. Probably at least April. So I don't know if I'll actually have one before I leave. I wanted to get one <laughs> ages ago, last month even. 
but no. Well, that was before even the Nintendo DS Lite came out. That was just the regular DS. But... Yeah, I'm enjoying uh, my games. But anyways. <laughs> and there's all those nice games that are coming out soon, like the Mario thing, and there's Tetris DS, and there's Mario Kart. and well, I guess it's kind of franchise stuff, but yes, still. Yes, they're great. So what did you buy? I bought a Wi-Fi hotspot finder. Oh. Because I had my laptop with me and carrying it around because I was a dork. So how does that but, work? Well, I had it in my backpack with me, and I... I was kind of just made to find out that I don't exactly stick... Well, I guess I was kind of relieved it just made at the same time to find that I didn't exactly stick out other than the fact that I don't wear glasses. Yeah. Um, it's like everybody had backpacks. And, yeah. So how does this Wi-Fi locator thing work? You just walk around and it starts beeping? Well, it, it starts flashing with like green dots and yeah. the more dots, is the stronger the signal. But I didn't find any. At least not any <laughs> of the numbers. So you wasted your money. It's kind of sad. They got you. Electronics haven like that, you know? Stupid gaijin, I take your money. Here's it's not a reference. That. It's an American brand. <laughs> yeah, well... All right. What else did you buy? Well, I uh, the next day I visited the jump shop, which is actually in Bukyoku. It's a couple of stops away from Akihabara in the Tokyo Dome area, which is kind of more geared towards the youth. Well, the youth meaning like kids. <laughs> the youth <But>. or us. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I did see plenty of people in there who were my age as well looking around. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, and I and it's kind of a spoiler for One Piece fans, but I got myself a pretty cool Soga King t-shirt. Yeah, it means nothing to me. I'm way far behind. Oh, but he's a superhero. I'm a superhero. He has a cape, and he has his own theme song, and <laughs> oh he comes God. from the island of Marksman. Why are we far behind on this? We need because to catch up. Your heart. Oh, man. Uh, suffice to say that he is the coolest character in One Piece ever. Sounds great. Yes. And they animated his theme song when he came to the anime. Yeah. Anyway, where was I? Um, you were at the jump I shop. Did, I did get a couple of other things for people, and cool. I do have a gift for you guys. Oh, I was Boy. just I was just joking around. But cool. Thank you. But, oh, I did tons of other stuff. Um, so continuing with my day that I had on Sunday, which is when I actually went around like first to Akihabara. We went to places like Shingu, Shinjuku, where it's another fashionable kind of district, I guess. I hear that's a demon oh, city. A demon city? Wow, does no one get that? I get it. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> it's like a really bad movie or something from either the late 80s or early 90s, and Sci-Fi Channel used to air it. The movie was awesome. I'd always oh, change the channel was, whenever I saw it. It was TV. awesome when I was 14. I don't know if it's actually awesome. Yeah, Ninja awesome. Scroll was awesome when you were 14. I know. So anyways, you're in Shinjuku. Yes, and uh, we walked around there, and I didn't really find anything, but it was, I don't know, it, it was, I guess, more geared to fashionable youth, which means I didn't <laughs> you are not there either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was interesting to walk around, and after that we went to Ropongi, and... Both visited the Tokyo Tower, which is not as impressive as it looks in any anime that you've seen. Did it blow up? No. Did it get and destroyed? Died. Oh. No. Then what do I, I care? Did, I did get to get some pretty decent views of the city, except for a couple of spots where they've since built taller buildings around it. Uh, um, and after that, we went to uh, Ropongi Hills, which is a big, I don't know, it's, I guess, famous because it's where a lot of rich foreigners live, but it's also like this big shopping mall entertainment complex. So that was, it was kind of interesting, and we had good food for dinner. Cool. Yeah. So how uh, long did you stay there in the area? Until Tuesday afternoon. Oh, okay. So, so you, had, so you had pretty much one more yeah. day. Yeah. Monday I went around more on my own. I went to the National Diet and got a tour. It was kind of dry. Yeah, politics, I guess. But um, I don't know. The guy also mumbled, so I didn't always understand what he was saying. <laughs> Although I think I did pick up some political-type words, like the names of the parties in Japan. I don't know. After that, I went to Yasukuni Shrine, which is famous for its, well, its controversiality and its very unrepentant stance on the war. Ah, all right. <laughs> it's, uh, basically, it enshrines the war dead of uh, various Japanese military excursions since the Meiji Restoration, including World War Two. Gotcha. But in addition to that, also people who were classified as Class A war criminals during the post-war period. And in addition to this, there's a museum located next door called the Yushukan, which um, basically presents... Uh, Japanese history in a very nationalistic light. It starts out with a very, like, unblinkingly accepting rendition of the mythological origins of Japan with Izanami and Izanagi and Emperor Jimu and going down. Oh man, down. I remember reading about all that. Oh yeah. Yeah. College and students. Then and then basically illustrating things like World War II and Japanese expansionism as necessary to protect the sovereignty of the country, which is a load of crap. remember reading but about all that, too. It was kind of funny and sad at the same time, especially because Japan 
just like the U.S. is kind of in a wave of nationalism in yeah. some respects. But, I mean, it they can't do anything, really, because the U.S. is kind of always there. Because we're the best. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> it was weird. And after that, I, I went back to the Roppongi and um, went around through that area and parts of Minato-ku and stumbled upon the Asaka, uh, no, Akasaka Hikawajinja. So that is one that is somewhat known to anime fans. Can you explain it for those who don't? Like me, well, I have a, no idea what you just said. It appeared said. on a Hikawa Jinja. Jinja is a shrine. Oh, okay. And it's in Minatoku. And basically, it's famous for being in an anime that aired on American TV in the mid-90s. Sealy well, Moon? It's, yeah, basically. And it's actually a combination of two shrines, the one in the series, as far as I know. But this is one of them, and I stumbled upon it, and I'm like, hey, the street looks familiar. All right, so Resident Sailor Moon fans, what the hell is this? It's where Ray lived and worked. Oh, I, okay. I was just walking, and it's like, huh. <laughs> All right, so after that, I basically went back to Tokyo Station and headed out on the Shinkansen. I managed to get a ticket for the Shinkansen and then, like, take the train 20 minutes later by getting there as fast as I could. Without a like Nintendo about... DS to keep you happy? No, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going to keep rubbing it in. I did see a few for highway robbery prices secondhand. I, I didn't fall for that, but I kind of wondered why other stupid people didn't pick them up, you know? So that was, was it? Right there. You went home? Yeah. I think I talked yeah, to you It was some a good point. trip. Cool. I slept a lot because it was really exhausting walking around. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, that was my weekend. Oh, cool. Aside from that. Yeah. You're living the otaku dream. You're walking around kind of. cool places, and except you can actually talk with people as opposed to most others. Yeah. <laughs> That's but I, I don't know. I, it was an interesting city. I'd like to go back sometime. But it's also, I don't know, it makes me appreciate Kyoto for being a little quieter, I guess. Oh, <laughs> Kyoto was quiet, huh? I never would have well, thought that. Well, compared to that. <laughs> I, I thought there were, um, like, big political uprisings and swordsmen fighting each other and buildings burning down. I think you're thinking of the Warring States period. That's several hundred years ago. Actually, I'm talking about Kenshin. <laughs> the Meiji Restoration was a very, well... Tense time, but it was also over over a hundred years ago. Speaking of the Meiji Restoration, we went to New York. <laughs> Another fabulous segue from Mike. Let's give him a hand. Thank you. Oh, Thank dear. you. Yes, I'm clapping for myself. So now <laughs> so that was. you mentioned the jump shop, so that's uh, kind of DBZ related. Yes, our trip is disgustingly entirely DBZ related. <laughs> In fact, I, th I think I spent more money on DBZ last weekend than I have. Uh, in much of recent history. I only bought the tickets for the movie, so I didn't really buy anything DBC related That's other true. than the movie tickets. So I guess we'll start at the beginning of our trip. Okay. And quickly make our way through it because a lot of it's just kind of walking in places and me losing lots of money. Yes. So we took the train to Penn Station and we got off and almost immediately walked into an anime store. <laughs> yes. Sadly enough, I had our entire day mapped out. I went online wow. and I asked people for non-bootleg anime stores and someone recommended Image Anime, which was on 33rd Street. And it was surprisingly decent. I remember we walked in there maybe once a few years ago. Yeah. And then once again, we tried to go there, and I think it was closed. But they had a really decent selection of uh, DVDs. Not necessarily huge, but a lot of recent stuff. Breaking yeah. release date, yeah. like DBZ Movie 12, which yeah. Mike bought. certain person bought DBZ Movie 12 certain couple weeks early. But you know what? That's okay. I paid for it. It was legal. All of their stuff in the store was legal. Yeah, that was a very pleasant change from what I'm used to seeing in New York. And it was all for really good prices, too. They also had lots of cute little trinkets and stuff, and I ended up walking out with something that was by the cash register. It was a little, uh, these little boxes. I don't know what you call them. I know there's an official word for them. Julian probably knows. It's like a, this start with a G, like, gasho. Oh, gashapon. Yeah, I think that's what this was, and it was for I the like show that. Genshiken, which is friggin' awesome. It's <laughs> probably my favorite show within the last year. It's about a group of college students in an anime club. So I saw this yeah. little box with the figurine. I figured I like all the characters, so whoever I get, I'll like. So I got two cute characters, and they are on our bookshelf. Yes, they're, they're neat. So that's what I bought from that store. I bought movie 12, and then we left. <laughs> and then we walked. Not too far, though. 
Yeah, we no. went to a comic book store that's uh, unique to the New York area. It's Jim Hanley's Universe. And I think we just got two mangas. Mike got uh, Dr. Slump 6, and I walked off with Beck number 3. And that was it. Then we kept walking, because yeah. there was nothing else there. Yeah, and then we went to Book Off, which is an amazing discount. Uh, I think it's used stuff yes. exclusively. Yeah, it's it's used. It's a big chain in Japan, too. There's a, yeah. Probably the largest one in the, in the immediate vicinity is in Kyoto on Sanjo. All right. Now, we're going to pull you and Julian on this in a minute. But first thing I want to say is I love the prices at Book Off. The original yes. Tankoban are a dollar, and I got Kanzenban for six fifty each. They're used, but they're, oh my God, pristine quality. So I got three volumes. Where are they? They are 25, 26, and 27. And I was very, 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 very upset that they didn't have the next one because that was Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. Aw. You know what? I think yeah. they had every single other volume. Except for that one. Someone else was to stopped in that day and be like, oh, look, it's, it's Super Sergeant 2, go on. Let's pick this Mike. No, but well, let's buy it. Yeah. So I was a little upset, but they have everything. So let's talk about the uh, the manga area up top real quick. It's uh, segmented very um, <laughs> logically, I suppose. There's the shonen section and the shoujo section, mm-hmm. and I naturally gravitated towards the shoujo section where it was nothing but girls. And I was trying to, <laughs> like, you know, try and find titles that I liked, but, you know, I, I can't read Japanese that well anymore, especially kanji, so I'm just standing there like, what is this? And these girls are sitting there reading. I got, I'm getting in their way, so it's, I'll just not get anything. It's really interesting because they just stand there, like rows of girls, and on the other side rows of guys, and they just stand there with their heads in the books. No one looks at each other. They just read. I don't think they even buy anything. Welcome to Japan. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they do that at Borders and Barnes and Noble here, but probably this was like times ten. This, yeah, this was totally Japanese. I mean, we were, yeah. we were definitely Definitely the only white people there. It was kind of fun when you walk in the door and they're like, they talk to you in Japanese. And I'm like, oh my god, I stepped into another country. And then when you leave, they say goodbye. And it's so cute. <laughs> I was oh, amused dear. by that. Yes, and they and they try and speak English to us. Well, they oh, kind of have to. I mean, it's I, a store. I know. It was cute. They had a bunch of other stuff, too. They had a bunch of old VHS of uh, Kenshin and One Piece and Detective oh, Conan. Yeah. No DBZ stuff. I would have bought one just for the hell of having one. They had yeah. a decent... CD selection. They had a couple hit collection CDs, but they were 20 bucks, and I already owned that music anyway, so I said no. But I like them. I like seeing them. And I guess that's really it for there. Yeah, we, we spent a quite a long time in there. Yeah. And then we went to Midtown Comics, and I would like to say, uh, fuck you to Midtown Comics. Yeah, it was a very, <laughs> very nice... It's a huge store. It's near Times Square, and it's like two or three stories, and they have a lot of stuff, and it was packed, and uh, they ain't sell bootlegs. So me and Mike were like, no thank you, and we left. You know, I'm very used to seeing bootleg DVDs of Advent Children. I don't like it, and I don't really accept seeing them, but I don't want to say I understand it, but I'm just kind of getting used to it. They not only had bootlegs of Advent Children, they had bootlegs of you name it. They had bootleg DVDs of X-Men Evolution. And my logic is, if you're a comic book store in friggin' New York, where the two biggest comic book publishers in the world are located, don't sell bootlegs of shows that are out. (laughs) So, I, I mean, I get really upset when I see bootlegs in mainstream stores like this, and I don't like to get in fights, so we just left. Yeah, and plus I didn't have anything I wanted to buy anyway. Yeah, so... I dragged Mike to all levels. the American comic book stores, so I didn't want him to stay too long anyway. <laughs> so thank you for humoring me. It was fun. I get to yell at myself, I guess. <laughs> yell in your head. So then it's DBZ time. Yay, DBZ time! Well, actually, we went to a couple other places in the meantime, but nothing of any importance, and we were tired. But then we went to AMC. And uh, I think we got there pretty damn early because we were like, oh, well, we have to get really good seats. Who knows how many people are going to show up? <laughs> so we got there at 8.15. The show was at 10 p.m. Uh, we were the first person let into our particular theater, which was tiny as shit. And yeah. we sat alone for about 45 minutes until anyone else showed up. Yeah. So we definitely got our good seats, that's for sure. Um, but one good thing about this screening was that it was 10 p.m., so there were absolutely no children, and it was awesome. <laughs> yes. And I loved it. Yes. And no one made snide comments at all, and that was my biggest fear. I thought people, I mean, granted, who's going to pay $10 to go to a movie in New York City just to make fun of it? That would be kind of a waste. Yeah. But it was something that had crossed my no, mind. haters don't have that much initiative. If they can't hide behind their computer, they can't say it. So that's my logic anyways. So we weren't the only ones there. There, I'd say there were around 15 people at the height of it, I guess. A really, really interesting demographic of people. I don't know if I didn't expect it or maybe I did, but it was interesting nonetheless. 
So there's Mary and I. We're sitting there. Then I think a group of uh, three just guys walked in. Three white guys walked in, sat down the front. Then a Chinese couple came in, and I would say they were a little older than Mary and I, and they were speaking Chinese. I don't know if they spoke any English. I'm sure they did, but they came in and they sat down. Then a couple old guys by themselves came in and sat down, and who else were there? Then there was another three group of probably young people, maybe a little bit younger than us that came in. And then there were two black couples that came in. I would say they were significantly older than us, maybe in their 30s or low 40s. 30s. Yeah. There's always a really good mix of people. I was surprised that so many people were into Dragon Ball, but I was happy to have them there because they were all on their best behavior, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and then towards the end of movie 12, uh, a couple of the employees came in and they were enjoying themselves as they watched the movie. I was wondering who that was because I saw people just come in and they were just standing there. I'm, yeah. I didn't really take a good glance at them. I'm like, are these people just like, you no, know, sneaking into the theater? But <laughs> they seemed to be enjoying it. Every time there was a huge hit, they'd be like, oh, snap! Oh, snap! <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what I love to see is people who don't know anything about the show just go like, whoa, when there's massive amounts of violence. All right, so let me whine about the movies themselves for a little bit. Uh, the opening trailer says, well, I guess the opening Chris Sabat trailer says, TBG in high definition, blah, 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 blah. I'm Chris Sabat. <laughs> And uh, high definition is a lie because this was just a DVD being projected onto the screens. And uh, Funimation's DVDs don't look so great. No. I've been reading a lot of people saying that Movie 12 is the best looking DVD they've put out so far. I don't know Try what watching this watching. on the big screen. It looks like utter shit. Oh, man. The amount of, like, dot crawl and... I'd say even interlacing problems and... It's yeah. macro blocking. Oh, God. It, there's a couple scenes when characters are super sizing and the auras are going. I'm like, I can see amazingly large blocks on the screen. But yeah, it looks okay on the DVD, but whatever. So the movies, they played the opening trailer, then they played movie six. Movie six didn't have a closing theme. I missed it, but apparently they said something like, and now for a feature presentation. Yeah. Something like that. Then they played movie 12. Movie 12 did have a closing theme. Uh, they were dub only. It was a screen or DVD, so I was thinking, oh, if we're the only ones here, I'm going to go up and tell them to throw it on the subtitled version so I don't have to watch it dub. But it was just like a straight up screen or DVD they press play on and walk away. So even if I wanted to, I couldn't. That was it. Uh, yes, I listened to the Japanese audio track through both movies and did a pretty good job of drowning out the dub, except for those random moments when it's silent in the Japanese version and the dub's going, I'm Piccolo! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I couldn't drown those out. <laughs> I watched them both in Japanese. Mary, you watched movie six in Japanese. Yeah, I watched movie six in Japanese because I really don't remember that movie. And I know from what I do remember is that there isn't a lot of dialogue. Um, movie 12, I wanted, to, in the dub. I wanted to see how movie 12 turned out. So I watched it. And there are a few things that kind of ticked me off. But for the most part, I was quite impressed. I didn't like Janembo's voice. I don't like that they gave him two different names for his two separate forms, because now you're going to have Dubbies running around thinking, oh, these are his two names. Oh, I am right. And you are wrong. <laughs> I am right. Um, oh. I think... The best thing in the dub was Vegeta. They gave him some extra added um, character development, I think, through some of his lines. And while I don't think it fits his Japanese character, I think when said in English, it was pretty cool and badass. I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I, I liked it in, in that respect. And they kind of got rid of a lot of the jokes from the Japanese version. And, like, um, the important lines? Oh, and the cool badass lines that Gogeta says. They say half of a lot of cool lines and then butcher the rest. Yeah. Like, he'll say, I am not Goku or Vegeta. I'm... Blah, 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 blah. And they said it a scene too early and whatever. And this is all just nitpicky stuff. But I enjoyed it for what it was. It didn't matter to me because I watched in Japanese, so ha, ha, ha. You know, part of me is old and jaded and I hate a lot of stuff. And the other part of me that's old is just easily amused by anything. Yeah. So I think this is the case where I was just easily amused. Yeah, understood. And, I don't know, like I've said a couple times, Movie 12 was one of the earliest things that I got. So, I know, like, every bit of dialogue, every little musical cue in the movie, and every little quirk about it. So it'd be kind of weird to watch it in a version that's not the version that I know. I mean, whatever. Lisa, do you even remember which movie this is? Movie 12 has the uh, Hitler in it. Yes! yes! Little trunks <laughs> and, uh, sort of. and Goten fuse. Yeah, and then it has Gogeta with the sexy vest. Now, I have to say, I'm really proud of myself because when Mary and Mike told me about this movie, you know, over dinner last week, I was able to pinpoint what Young Trunks' voice was going to sound like without even having seen it. <laughs> I figured it would sound something like, all right! And I was right. So yeah, I'm like, excited. oh, that's, that is kind of what he sounds like in the dub. It's 
is. very raspy and obnoxious, but he is, so <laughs> I can accept this. Yes. Well, you know, in the in the Japanese version, it's his adult voice actor doing <laughs> acting like a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is very neat. I, I wish Eric Johnson yes. could have done that. <laughs> it's just really weird because you have Goten, and then like Trunks is a year older, but he, <laughs> his voice is like an octave deeper. <laughs> <sighs> is there anything else to say about the movies? Themselves? Yeah, we actually. Oh, through the movies, I don't have any other comments. Oh no, I've seen them. I've seen them so many times. I actually haven't. I'm a bad fan. That's right. It was, it was cool seeing them. It was almost like being at an anime convention. That's what it felt like. It just felt like a video room, just yeah. elevated because there were theater seats. It wasn't film. It was just the DVD, and there were only a couple people in there. It wasn't a big screen, but it was still neat, and I'm glad we did it. Yeah. So what else happened? Oh, we actually stayed through the credits. No one else did. And we got um, rewarded for doing such. As we were leaving, there was a guy who was like, hey, what movie did you come out of? And I thought we were in trouble or something. I was like, oh my god, cheese it. It's the cops. The theater cops. But then he came out and he was <laughs> like, cheese it. <laughs> he said, come over here. And I said, oh no. No, you didn't. In my head, I did. And we walked over and he gave us shirts. Yeah. Um, they're too big for me and too small too for small you. For me. So um, they'll be great pajamas for me. And maybe Maybe one lucky winner out there will get a shirt if yes. they're interested. They're, uh, I think they're just for like the ultimate uncut editions that red and black and, and Goku and Goku and he's on them, <laughs> but it's, it's free swag. Yeah. Hey, free swag for me to give away. That's pretty much it. And then we hauled ass down to Penn Station to go home. We got home at two when we were very tired. We were so, old. So it was neat. We saw Dragon Ball in theaters. Yeah. Um. If you asked me that a year ago, I would say, fuck you. And That's if, not happening. If you asked me that, that ten, ten years, years ago, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have said, what's Dragon Ball? <laughs> well, I, can, I can remember when Mary was in probably middle school or very early high school, and we'd have to get up at the butt crack of dawn just to get to school. And that's when we first discovered Dragon Ball. So mm-hmm. it was on at 530 yes. in the morning. So, I mean, if you had even said to me, me then that anime would be as popular as it even is today, I'm sure we would have been like, no, (laughs) that's not true. Even a limited edition, limited edition? Now I'm talking like you. A limited run of a Dragon Ball movie, I mean, as small as that is, the fact that it even happened is, I gotta give Funimation props for probably taking a loss there, because I'm sure this isn't making them any money. It's not about money, it's about them finally proving that they care about fans, and they want to do cool stuff for them, and they're not the Funimation they were, that I was bitching about 10 years ago. And so... Right. Aren't you going to get shit for being a hypocrite now? Mice a sellout. <laughs> Vegeta X is a funny looking Vegeta sellout. Is a funny looking sellout. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Go Funimation, uh, I guess. I'm just very confused as to why in 2006, with Dragon Ball towards the very, very, very end of whatever they have left, why put the movies in theaters now? I know. 2000, 2001 was the height of its popularity. Why not then? No. It would have made more sense to do a double feature of like the two Kula movies or two Broly movies or things that made sense together. Whatever. Still very cool. So yeah, experience of a lifetime. Even though it looked crappy and uh, the audience was small, it was still cool. And it was dubbed. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) forgot about that part. It was dubbed. We have a few neat pictures. I don't know how many actually came out. But I got like one. They're amusing to us, so we'll put those up. We'll link them on the podcast section. I think that's it. I hope they put movies 13 and uh, 13 in theaters. 13 and 1. 13 and 1. <laughs> yes. You know, there's a movie 14. Yes. There's a lost movie. <laughs> I found it. Oh, oh, yeah? Yeah. And Akira Toriyama is dead, too. No, I actually had lunch with him yesterday. <laughs> My friend's uncle knows a guy who once slept with Toriyama. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. That's pretty much it for our um, topic. For if the you want to call it that. You know, two weeks in a row, we have really interesting, not quite so topics, but amusing antics. Following with previous amusing antics, it's time for more amusing antics. And who has more amusing antics than Mary? I don't know. Who does has? Who does has? <laughs> who does have more amusing <laughs> antics? I've got some amusing antics. I just got to go back to school again. I don't like going to school. (laughs) And now it's time for Mary's Top 5 list. (laughs) All right, Mary, your Top 5 list this week is... It is Top 5 Seasons 1 and 2 Dub Death Cover-Ups Via Dialogue. Yes, that is a long title. Because there are fun um, painting jobs. Yes, but um, we're not here to talk about fun painting jobs. (laughs) (laughs) We're here to talk about dialogue. 
Because that's easier than talking about pictures. I guess. Only for, slightly. For an audio show. Yes. All right. We remember seasons one and two as they originally aired in syndication, because that's when we really started getting into it, I guess. Yes. And so we have very, very fond memories of these amazing um, rewrites. Yes. And back then, as you may know, they were a little bit more strict about what you can and cannot say in regards to death. Oh, I yes. think we liked them. Yeah, they were funny. I mean, if you're going to cover up death, at least make it humorous. It's true. Because death is all right. I don't know who they were fooling. These. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mary, your number five top death cover up. This is um, from season two, and it's Gohan on planet Namek, and he's at a Namek village after Frieza, or who was it? I think Vegeta. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so bad at season two. Someone decimated a village, and Gohan's there, and there's death and destruction everywhere. And he's, he's actually standing over a whole bunch of graves. And as he's standing over a whole bunch of graves with his hands clasped together and his eyes closed, clearly praying, he says, I hope everyone got away, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, no one did. <laughs> Sorry, Gohan. Speaking of death. <laughs> <laughs> Which is this list. <laughs> Your number four death cover-up. Comes from episode one of Dragon Ball Z. Ooh, and maybe the first scene, I think. Yeah, it is. It's the farmer. And <laughs> oh, the farmer. <laughs> he's just known as the farmer. He's the most important character in the show. That's right. And uh, Raditz comes down and he shows how cool he is by grabbing the bullet that the farmer shoots at him and shoots it right back at him. Clearly knocked Threw him. him. <laughs> yeah, it knocked him into a car. And rather than being dead, I think this isn't dialogue. He just kind of goes. <laughs> so Raditz is flapping <laughs> away. And in the background, you hear this like. <laughs> and the car's going. <laughs> I mean, the bullet went through him, hit the car, and the guy went into the car. And there's smoke, and he ain't moving. He's alive, though. It's okay. Oh. Don't worry. He's he's mumbling. He's alive. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear this. <laughs> he, he's going to come back later and get revenge. With a bigger shotgun than before. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his power level go up to six. Yes. All right, Mary, your number three top death cover up. This is one of my personal favorites, and maybe it's one of yours. <laughs> can, I, can I do this line? Okay. It's, <gasps> they blew up the cargo robot! So yeah, that was just some random dude as uh, Nappa and Vegeta are wreaking havoc. And uh, I think there's some military men. And they and blew the TV all- choppers. They b- oh, it's the TV I think I think it was actually the TV okay. cho- But I know there yeah. are military guys there too. Okay, so they blow up either a TV helicopter or something with people in it. But, you know, they want to go out of their way to say that there aren't people there. So they call it a cargo robot. Now, can someone explain to me what the hell is <laughs> a cargo, cargo robot? <laughs> but apparently it exists. In the Dragon Ball universe. Poor Cargo. He got killed later, too. <laughs> That's a bad oh. pun. <laughs> All right. Your number two best line. Is another classic. An utter classic. We're getting really into the classic lines yes, here. Yes. It is said by Vegeta. And um, I guess it's also when they first arrive and they're being, you know, evil and <laughs> killing things. Uh, they blow up a building and Vegeta says, Too bad it's Sunday. Those buildings would have been filled up tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, too First bad. Oh my lord! I, I, like- I would even, I would even know about Sunday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not only do they speak the same language, but they just happen to know what the normal week and work cycle is like. Apparently, yeah. on Earth, that's almost <laughs> as good as Piccolo knowing the story of David and Goliath. But that's not on this oh. list. <laughs> All right, Mary, the number one, totally classic here. Your this number is, one best. This is the line that even non-Dragon Ball fans know. It is that far-reaching in its notoriety. It is said by Tenshin Han. Now, I gotta interrupt, because, you know, Dragon Ball's known for a couple things. It's known for season three's filler, it's known for people staring at each other, and it's known for this line. Pretty much, if you want to go find people in this country who, (laughs) you know, are superficial about it and don't know anything about Dragon Ball and like to hate on it, it's uh, this line. He says, I can see their parachutes, they're okay. And this is after... Nappa. Nappa, yeah. (laughs) Nappa doing more death and destruction. You know, this is a lot of uh, Saiyajin arcs stuff. Well, I mean, there's only the two seasons. Yeah, I know. After that, they really get into the whole next dimension stuff. This was them before they even really got hardcore into that, just trying to really sidestep around it. So yeah, Tension Hun's back is to the screen, so you can't see his mouth moving. Look, I can see the parachutes. They're okay. And if you look in the sky, there, there's no one with parachutes. <laughs> there's like smoke and stuff. They're not oh fucking k <laughs> <laughs> So there you have it. Very clever yet silly dub death cover-ups. Oh, I love seasons one and two dubs. They're so cute and lovable with their shooky-levy music and the not-so-death-and-destruction 
but fond memories. Fond memories of a life long forgotten. So what's your list for next week? I haven't decided yet. Great. <laughs> I never know until like, the, you know, a few days before, if that much. And then you don't even remember. You asked me, you're like, what was my number three one again? Yeah. I have to keep track for you. I'm old. I'm old and gray. I'm old. And I don't remember the show clearly by this list. I'm like, oh, someone killed someone and someone said this. And it was funny. You remember the lines at least. Yeah. The punchline is all that matters anyway. It's That's true. true. I just look like a bad fan. You are. I'm sorry. No, you're not. It might make you a better fan for not remembering this. Maybe. You know what? I'm cooler than all of you. There's your loss. And I win. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. What do you win? I win at life. What life? The life I'm living. <laughs> the Dragon Ball life? It's not my life. <laughs> Moving on to the next section is releases. Yay! The releases for this week are, uh, well, one thing. So we're going to do the first week of April as well, so we actually sound like we have stuff coming out. On March 28th, you know, we've been talking about this a little bit, uh, a little movie you might have heard of called Movie 12. It's got something to do with Fusion and Gogeta and all sorts of other people. And, and Hitler. And Hitler. Comes out in the U.S. March 28th, retail price $24.98. Please buy it somewhere where it is less than $20 because otherwise you're getting ripped off. You know, a lot of stores are already selling it. It's not just where we bought it. I've been hearing reports that lots of people are buying it early. So maybe you own it by now. Maybe you don't. If you don't, go buy it. The end. Julian, what comes out on April 4th? April 4th is the re-release of the Dragon Ball GT Perfect File books in Japan. They're around 600 yen each, and they will probably be exactly the same as they were in their original 1996-1997 release. These are companion guides to GT. There's two of them. They have images and information and some behind-the-scenes stuff. Remember DBZ! Yes, including some, like, uh, Toriyama sketches as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's uh, pretty good books to get. If, you know, you don't like the series, perhaps maybe you'd yeah, take There's still some cool stuff in there. I'm glad I got them. And I'm glad I'll get re-releases because mine are falling apart. Yep. And then, then also on the same day, Viz is releasing in the United States Dragon Ball Z graphic novel volume 25, corresponding to Japanese volume 41. This will be retailing for 7.95 and will feature some character none of us have ever heard of before, but he looks like Mr. C. Oh wow! I think it's his brother. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they they fought together in school or trained together. You know, like Ryu and Ken. It's Mr. Satan and whatever this guy is. I don't know. If you guys have heard of who this is, please write in and let us know because, man, we're totally out of the loop. Mary, what comes out on April 6th? On April 6th, we have uh, DBZ Volumes 16 through 18. These are DVDs coming out in Japan. They're the single disc releases based on the Dragon Box. And these contain episodes 91 through 108, which are the very spiffy Goku versus Frieza episodes. And they retail for 3,800 yen each. Filerific episodes for your enjoyment. Yeah. That's so maybe they aren't that spiffy. Stretching out to how long? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> beyond the parachutes, this is, like I said, this is what people know DBZ for, the awful filler in this section of the series. So episode 91 is the tail end of Goku, not in Super Saiyan, and 108, um, has he beaten him by then? I don't know. I think he has. There's the Goku versus Frieza fight, and after that, we're getting into the Trunks episodes. Woo-hoo! It's actually later before, that month. Yeah, before that, though, there's Scarlet. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you so excited? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm astonished that we forgot that. <laughs> Like, I'm saying, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I always forget it. That's all right. So later in April, we'll talk to you about those. So there you have the end of March, the beginning of April. And there was going to be Advanced Adventure in the U.S., but that poor game. GameSpot's got that listing of June, what, 13th or something? That's a shame. Something like that. So April's got some more awesome stuff coming out. Like we said, the Dragon Box. There are other DVDs coming out. There's more manga. Oh, wait, no. We already hit the manga. Yeah. So there's not more manga. Haha, <laughs> I lied. So that's it for right now. We will get back to you next week with the rest of April. And now it's time for emails. This week we got some nice emails. They were slowing down for a little bit and all of a sudden people remembered to email us again. So that was great. So we're going to take a really amusing question first because everyone asked this question. And I'm not upset that everyone asked this question because it is an extremely legitimate question. This comes from Aaron Manley who asks... How does Future Trunks get that sword when Chibi Trunks gets it in movie 13? That's a very, very good question. One in which uh, the answer is kind of funky. Yeah. I think when they made this movie in J- 
Japan, they're kind of, you know, thinking, oh, you know, is this kids watching it? They're not going to know that, you know, there's different <laughs> timelines. And they're not going to think about it. Let's just use this as a nice, cute way of explaining how Trunks gets his sword. And I buy that for what it is, but they kind of forgot about the whole, you know, these are two different people, <laughs> they essentially. They kind of about future Trunks. So, in the Trunks TV special, there's a scene where all of a sudden, Trunks just has a sword. Yes, that's correct. He, he doesn't have it for a while, and then he just jumps up in the air and does that cool, clink, 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 I have a sword. Uh-huh. And Chibi Trunks does not. So movie 13, I guess they try to explain how Trunks got a sword, and it's handed to him by Tapion. And I think we won't say much more about it in case you haven't seen it. Needless to say, Trunks has a sword. Chibi Trunks is not the same Trunks as future Trunks. And the events that lead up to Chibi Trunks' future are not the same events that lead up to future Trunks' future. And I'm confusing myself. No, but strangely enough, it does seem like the sword that Chibi Trunks gets in DBZ movie 13 he uses later on in GT. Yeah. Does he, Mary, you've seen a little more GT. Than me. He doesn't, as far as I know, he never uses it in the show. He uses it in the theme song, and that always pissed me off. And you know what else he uses it in? I think of GT Trunks with a sword from the final battle. Yeah, I was going to say that too. It's like, just in opening sequences, do we see GT Trunks using this sword? Which makes him all the more badass, which he is not in the general context of the series itself. We're not going to get into the whole thing about how GT uh, kind of forgot what Chibi Trunks was supposed to be like, but we do yeah. have a little, maybe like a paragraph, maybe a paragraph paragraph and a half in our inconsistencies page which is part of the filler guide on the site yeah so i will link to that we have a little bit written out that you can read there and uh yeah that was trunks and his sword so jake man wants to know why piccolo the piccolo jr who we know of dbz grows very fast in dragon ball from when he first appears compared to dende the Namekian appears later on. And he thinks that this could be because Piccolo was a direct copy of his old man <clears throat> and thus so created to grow faster, but... You know, I'm going to go back. <laughs> like I've said the past couple episodes, very cynical Mike ruining questions. The reason Piccolo grew so fast is because they didn't know he was a Namek yet and uh, they needed him for the next story yes, arc. Yes, they needed him to age <laughs> for the sake of this story. But uh, well, if you really want to theorize... You know, my explanation would be Piccolo is a fighter type. Dende was a healing type. I don't... I guess that's kind of dub dialogue that I'm pulling off of, but, I mean, you know, that's how it works. Dende also has that weird height (laughs) thing going on in the Buu Saga. He starts out at adult height, and then the next time you see him, he's like kid height again. Well, Toriyama forgot. (laughs) Does that surprise anyone? No. <laughs> so we don't really know what's going on. In fact, if you want to take that in as evidence, you can say that, well, Dende, he had a problem. And then he fixed himself and he turned back into a kid again. And now the other thing that Jake Man had to say to us was, uh, oh, yeah, one more thing responding to Mike's comment on last week's show. Greenwich Meantime rules and kicks the Eastern Times ass all the way. No. Oh, yeah? No. Well, I'm in, Japan, I'm in Japanese. <laughs> You're in Japan time. time. <laughs> I'm in Japanese Standard Time, and that's nine hours ahead of GM. I'm saying so Eastern Time rocks. Sulu-fu. Eastern. It's all about Eastern. We're best. We're best. The end. Next email. Oh, dear. Mary, you <laughs> this one. Hey, it's uh, Thomas Burrell again. And he says, hi, it's me again. Just wanted to say I did not mean to hit on Mary. I was just saying she has a sexy voice. As do you, Vegeta Wex, in a purely heterosexual way. Come to think of it, so does Julian. I smell conspiracy. <laughs> anyway, my question is this. What race is Tension Hunt supposed to be? I always thought of him as a human, but the guy does have three eyes after all. Hey, it takes a man very comfortable with his heterosexuality to have sex with another man. And what men have you been sleeping with lately? Tension Hunt. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, it does okay. drop pants. I mean, not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Inside joke alert. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Um, Tension Han, I'm saying he's human. Because on planet Earth, when you have dogs that are the generals of armies, sure, a guy with three eyes can be human. I agree. Uh, <laughs> was there something in Sparking about Tension Han being an alien in the bio? I seem to remember people talking about that. I mean, I got it in Japanese, so I can't read it, but I don't know. I think there's something in there about that. I don't know how much stock you can put in that, but I'm saying he's human. Tension Han's human. Kududin's human. Yamcha's human. Fucking Chaozu's human, so uh, I guess 
you can consider him human. What they really do in the show is just consider people Earthlings more so than humans, I guess. So, there's a broad term for everyone. My vote goes for human. Mary? Human. Julian? Human. All right. There we have it. Tension Hunt is human, because we say so. Bless Our panel of experts agree. <laughs> Three out of four experts agree. Tension Hunt is human. Our last email this week comes to us from Eric Kelly. And Eric says, Hi, my name is Eric Kelly, 22 of Jefferson, Ohio. I've been a longtime fan of Dragon Ball since it aired on WB back in 94. It never aired on TV in 1994. 1995. Yes. <laughs> Couldn't think of it. The WB didn't exist as a network back in 1995, did it? I think... I don't remember. Um, no, I think it was right around the time it was changing. I gotta remember my old tapes when I <laughs> no, take that stuff this off. This has the nothing TV. to do with their question. I know. Uh, Eric goes on to say, "I noticed that in the movies ten, eleven, possibly twelve and thirteen, there's a distinct lack of Piccolo." My question is, where in the hiffle did he go? It's not like he's dead. It just seems kind of weird that he's not there. So, uh, yeah, where'd Piccolo go? I have a theory. Yes. I think I know what your theory is, and I probably agree. They use him a lot in the earlier movies, and by this point, it's the Boo era, so they have plenty more characters they could be using, so I think they just wanted to give some other characters a chance in these later movies. That's just my theory. Yeah, I mean, we already have getting sick of Vegeta coming in with the don't misunderstand me, I'm the one who's I'm not here to you. save you. I mean, Pic- Piccolo's the one who started that fan club yeah. and we got Vegeta pulling in. So I think having one person is enough for now. I think he's just up with Dende um, talking to Mr. Popo and whining and bitching about Earthlings. And sipping tea. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Sipping tea. Sipping tea? Yes. Julian, what do you think he's doing? Uh, probably standing up at the God's Palace and looking down and just sort of shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> I like that theory. I think that's the best thing. Piccolo, standing, shaking, head, the end. (laughs) That's it for emails this week. We haven't gotten any audio emails lately, though I am still sitting on a few. Uh, If you would like to send audio emails, what you do is you just record yourself. Get a mic, plug it into the computer, record. Say uh, who you are, where you're from, and what question you have for us. We like to keep them around or under 30 seconds so we can play as many as possible. And as for text emails, well, you just type those up and send them. One question per week per person so we can try to get to as many as possible, as I said. To send them to us, you can visit ex and send them to moi. And I am Vegito EX, and you can get all the contact information on the left-hand side of the page. And speaking of contact information, now that I have the email addresses and full names and mailing addresses of thousands upon thousands of lovely Dragon Ball fans in the world... And I'm by go- thousands, he means tens. <laughs> No, you'd be surprised how many people entered. It's not kinda, thousands. Not thousands, but it's kind of scary. So we had a contest that was ending this week. We have a lucky winner who's going to win a free CD from the Red Ribbon Army. Actually, it's a split EP from the Red Ribbon Army and uh, the Antique Row. Red Ribbon Army is a band out of California, and they play some rockin' music, and they sent some cool stuff for me to give away. So we're giving away a free CD to someone, a lucky winner. I'm grabbing the bag. I got a bag. I got names written, and we're going to pick a name, and someone's going to win. And just like last week, Mary's going to pick a name. Oh boy, I'm the fabulous assistant. You are. Can I be on the prices right? I want to be Barker's Beauties. Anyway. (laughs) And our winner for this week, drum roll by, I guess, tapping desk. Our winner for the Red Ribbon Army EP is Thomas Bartlett. Uh, You win a free CD, so congratulations. Let's give a round of applause to Thomas. I will be in touch with you soon and sending all sorts of pornog, I mean, Red Ribbon Army CD in the mail to you. So congratulations to you. We still have a ton of stuff to give away. I have a box full of stuff to just get rid of. And I know I have more stuff on the way. Stuff and junk and stuff. Wow. Beep, 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 beep. Insert reference here. Uh, (laughs) You guys, you can't wait to win stuff. I can't wait to get rid of it. But we're going to take a break for a week or two so I can stockpile (laughs) some things. So uh, we've had two amazing winners so far. We've given away a great Man DVD starter set. We've given away a Red Ribbon Army CD. I have books. I have video games. I have CDs. I have shirts. And I'm getting all sorts of other great stuff to give away to our podcast listeners and our website visitors. So Hmm. keep on listening because you're going to get free stuff from me so I can get it out of our closet. And I think that's it. Better than eBay. It is better than eBay. Because it's going to a good cause. Our fabulous audience. Our audience, which is growing and growing. We've been getting lots of new listeners off of iTunes lately, and that's really neat. So, if you're new to the show, welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast. 
and uh, visit us on the site. The podcast, as I like to call it, is an extension of the site itself. Not really a separate entity because it's just us having fun, talking about stuff. Bunch of nerds talking Dragon Ball. So Daisenshu EX, the website. Yes, there's a website too. Can be found at www.daizex.com. Yes, that is Daisenshu EX. There you will find CD listings, a transformation guide, our forum, our chat, uh, some videos off the main page, all sorts of news before you hear it into your wondrous ears from my microphone. Ah, uh, 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 yeah. Z cards, desktop patterns, <laughs> character oh, profiles, geez. live chat, that desktop layout. pattern, <laughs> live chat, Z cards. <laughs> Desktop patterns, live chat, live oh, chat, geez. live chat, uh. live chat. Okay, he's stuck <laughs> in an infinite loop. <laughs> oh, man. This is just an episode full of references. Sorry. Yes. You know what? It, uh, I want to know who got the most references in this episode. So hop over to the forum in the reply thread for this episode, and we'll take a tally. And, and uh, you know what? I got some crap lying around. Um, you can get uh, uh, maybe some stickers from me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got like old Dragon Ball cards you can you can get if all you right. get all the references. So head over to the forum and let us know how many references you got in this episode, and uh, we'll tell you if you're right or not. So we would thank our special guest today, Alyssa, Mary's sister, but she had to take off a little bit ago. But thank you to Alyssa for just hanging out with us for a little bit and talking DBZ Movie 12. Mary, you. Me. You. You can be found at. I can be found at Temple O Trunks, which this month celebrated its eighth year anniversary. Holy shit, isn't it? We're old. Yeah, we are. Anyway, it's at templeotrunks.com, which will be moving to a new host hopefully this weekend. And astonishingly enough, we'll be getting, I really, really hope, a new design for the first time in about four years or so. Wow. It desperately needs one, and I'm hot to work on one because I got a sexy trunk scan and I'm aching to use it in a design. Yay. So yeah, maybe I'll actually do some site work. Julian and I, as we've kind of inferred, can be found at www.daizex.com. We love to hear from you. Send us emails. Come to the chat. Come to the forum. Live in our world. The dragon world. Just don't live in our house. <laughs> no, there's no room. We have cats running around. We don't have room for you people. But come see us at Anime Next. Check that out, AnimeNext.org. I think that's it for this week. Julian's got to take off. I've got to edit. The cats want to come out of the bedroom. So that's it. We will see you next week. Bye, Zenshu. EX Podcast. Bye, Shu. 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 Bye,